This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Eliza Harvey. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Monday the 14th of March. In your Squiz today, pain at the petrol pump. Russia accused of brutality in Ukraine. The blame game over the flood response. And Meta cuts the work perks. This is your Squiz today. We're just a couple of months away from a federal election and you know we're in peak season when our political leaders are being asked how they plan to ease our cost of living. And that's because petrol prices are at $2.20 per litre across the country and even more in regional and remote areas. So Claire, it's no wonder PM Scott Morrison is being asked what he's going to do about it. Yep, we are definitely in an election campaign, even though it hasn't been called. And why this is in the headlines is exactly as you say, that conflict uh, in Ukraine uh, with Russia and the oil supply that comes from there has put petrol prices up, not just here in Australia, but around the world. Lots of attention, though, on what the government can do about it. And of course, there's a very big thing called fuel excise, and that's what the government controls when it comes to petrol pricing. Uh, We pay 10% GST on fuel, but this is different. This is a special tax on petrol or diesel. Uh, It's currently set at 44.2 cents per litre. It's collected by the federal government and the idea is that the money that it does collect goes back to be spent on road infrastructure projects. Uh, It's expected to bring the government $19.2 billion this financial year. So it's a fair chunk of change. What has happened in the past when petrol pricing uh, has got into the areas where people feel uncomfortable, the last time was 2001. And then Prime Minister uh, John Howard decided to freeze the excise. It used to go up by the rate of inflation, but he decided to freeze that. Uh, That was back in the days, the very heady days, where we were heading towards $1 a litre. So (laughs) things have changed a little bit in terms of price, but not in terms of people's anger when petrol prices get high. And in 2015, the Coalition did a deal with Labor to reintroduce regular increases to the fuel excise. But yesterday, Scott Morrison left the door open for making changes to that tax. Yeah, last week, government figures said that they weren't really interested in that, but that tune did seem to change yesterday when Morrison said that he thinks Australians understand the issues behind the price increases in fuel, uh, but there was a door left open about what the government might do about it. What he said is to keep eyes open when we get to the federal budget. Uh, That's coming down on the 29th of March. That's right. What's certain at this stage is that there's going to be a lot more conversation about the cost of living in the coming weeks. So strap yourself in for a very busy fortnight. Overseas now to Ukraine, where journalists are reporting a sense of foreboding setting in as Russian forces move closer to the capital. Fighting has been raging in the town of Erpen, just outside Kiev, which has claimed the life of a US journalist and filmmaker, Claire. Yeah, his name was Brent Renault. Uh, he was killed by Russian forces, reports say. He was with a group of other journalists and they were there to document refugees escaping the town, uh, what reports say 
is that they were fired on at a checkpoint and he has been killed. He is someone who has made quite well-received documentaries in the past and he's previously worked for the New York Times. So he was quite a well-known figure in those circles in America. Uh, What Jake Sullivan, the White House National Security Advisor, has said is that it's another example of the brutality of Vladimir Putin. He says that they're targeting schools, mosques, hospitals and now journalists. Uh, Also happening overnight is that there has been a Russian airstrike on a military base near Lviv. That's quite important because it's very close to the Polish border and of course Poland is a member of NATO so that's getting a lot of attention this morning too. And there are reports that up to 35 people have been killed in that fighting that you just mentioned. Claire, if there's a tiny ray of light to be found about the conflict this morning, it's that both Ukrainian and Russian officials have put a positive spin on their ongoing talks in Belarus, saying a result is expected in a matter of days. Let's hope so. To the flood crisis now, where a blame game has erupted, involving the Defence Force and the New South Wales State Emergency Service, it's been revealed that the ADF had offered to help in the days before the worst of the weather hit the north of New South Wales, but they were told by local emergency coordinators that they weren't needed. Yeah, they were offered assistance twice on the 25th of February, uh, before the bad floods really did set in in that northern part of New South Wales, but they were told that they weren't needed Uh, and then they offered again three days later uh, when there was already a lot of water heading towards Lismore uh, and through those areas. Uh, Of course, what we've heard in recent days is Prime Minister Scott Morrison say that they just can't have the ADF on standby and ready to help people. But when you go back in the records, it seems that the military did have a sense that something terrible was going to happen and they did try to preemptively get into position but they weren't facilitated to do that. And New South Wales Premier Dominic Perrottet backed his commissioner, but he said that the time that it took for the ADF to arrive on the ground will be part of an ongoing review. As we talked about on Friday, Claire, COVID is still a thing with a newer version of the Omicron variant doing the rounds in New South Wales. And on Friday afternoon, National Cabinet committed more than a billion dollars towards combating an expected winter surge of both COVID and the flu. Isn't that a delight? the idea that Isn't we might lovely? have a surge of COVID we cases. we excited about June? Oh, yeah, <laughs> and the flu. Uh, of course, I was really interested to read over the weekend, we pretty much banished flu from Australia. It's one of the few times in our modern history where we really haven't had a flu. And of course, that's because we weren't travelling overseas to pick up new strains and bring it back. We also weren't doing a lot of circulating because of lockdowns and restrictions. So uh, when it comes to this season, of course, we're a lot more open. Uh, We're not wearing masks. We're also heading away for holidays. So uh, a flu season is arriving. Uh, What health officials say is that they really need to look at those sorts of measures where they can get on top of COVID cases uh, and the flu. Central to that is coming up with some sort of test that at the same time can pick up both viruses. Uh, So that's a real challenge for them. Uh, Also at National Cabinet, worth noting is that there's uh, a view 
due to scrap quarantine requirements for close contacts of COVID cases uh, and also scrapping PCR testing for people who are healthy but have symptoms. Of course, it shows we've come a really long way when it comes to COVID in a fairly short period of time. Yeah, that's right. A long way since December when that testing and isolating wrecked a lot of people's Christmases. And Claire, over in WA, they're expecting a peak of cases this week. Of course, WA has largely avoided the scale of COVID cases that we're seeing now, so that's one to keep an eye on. And staying on that COVID theme now, the pandemic is winding down in America, which means a lot of people are returning to the office. And the tech company Meta is using the opportunity to wind back some of the legendary perks it used to offer its employees. Yep. If you worked at Facebook, you used to get a pretty sweet deal. You get free laundry dry cleaning. Wow. Uh, and also, if you're in the office at six o'clock, you'd get dinner as well. Uh, and then a shuttle bus would come and take you home. So it was a pretty <laughs> nice idea. Uh, what they say now, that's going to change. You can only get a free dinner at 6.30 and they're sending the shuttle bus home earlier than that. So there's an incentive to get off the campus and not claim your free dinner. Uh, what the company says is that it's changing the way it structures these sorts of perks, that there will be a lot of people working from home and they want to make sure that they get access to these sorts of wellness payments. So, uh, of course, it's going to be a real thing with this great resignation, uh, what companies are doing to retain their staff. That's right. In an official statement, Meta said that they've adjusted their on-site services to better reflect the needs of the hybrid workforce. And look, they're still getting a free dinner at 6.30, so things don't sound too rough. Squeeze the day, Claire. What's going on today that we should keep an eye on? Today, if you're in South Australia, the ACT, Tassie or Victoria, well, good luck to you. You've got a public holiday, so not feeling bitter about that at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> Claire, what I'm keeping an eye on is the second test in Pakistan. First test was a bit of a fizzer, but over the weekend, Aussie batsman Usman Khawaja scored a tonne. And that was particularly special because he was born in Pakistan and he moved with his family to Australia. Australia as a young boy. So I'm hoping that big effort will help lift the Aussie team. All right, that's all from us this morning. We'll be back tomorrow. A message now from our podcast partner, Hubble. You know what it's like. Your friend recommends a great film or TV show and you're excited to check it out, but suddenly realise you can't remember what she said it was. That's where Hubble, spelt H-U-B-B-L, comes in. It brings your streaming apps and free-to-air TV together into a single experience. You can easily search for your favourite content and keep track of what you want to continue watching. You can also watch free-to-air TV with or without an aerial using the integrated TV guide so you always know what's on and where. It's TV and streaming made easy. Go to hubble.com.au to find out more.